The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have the second part of my interview with Catherine the Grateful. And if you listen to the first part, you will know she is a powerhouse. If you haven't listened to the first part, you will definitely want to. Um, We begin the second half with me asking her a question. I was very curious to know how she saw our current situation with the pandemic and societal changes and what I see as an unraveling. And she saw it kind of the same way. So um, she has a fascinating answer about how she sees it, how she's approaching it, um, and the ways in which she would like to see society change. She talks about the Poor People's Campaign, the power of women and our sexual energy to create change, uh, the rise of the defined feminine. She talks about the legacy we want to leave our children. And then we talk about the living temple. And um, where do we go from here? You know, how how do we keep our spirits up, how not to get distur- discouraged, and um, her view on... Um, on what's happening. So sit back and enjoy the second half with Catherine the Grateful. And um, here we go. So let's talk about where Catherine the Grateful sees our society headed. How's that for a question? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, you know, um, we all have our vision of what we hope, how, how we hope our work will evolve. And our society is so, um, in such disarray and chaos and um, falling apart. So I'm curious how you see that and um, maybe what your, what your hope is around that, this process. Well, you know, I am deeply encouraged by the unraveling of this society. Mm-hmm. I am, um, I, not to say I'm not scared. I'm a little, sure. I'm a little frightened. I'm not going to lie, sure. but, um, this system that we live in is immoral. It's unjust and it must change. Mm-hmm. And it literally, it, it, it's, it's, this isn't just an opinion. The earth is actually saying to humanity, if you don't shape up now, and recognize the interconnectedness of all things, mm-hmm. there will not be a human component on this earth. The, we, it literally is not sustainable. Our, we can't sustain the human population and the way that we as human beings are living. So I am grateful and terrified. Uh, terrified is maybe the wrong word, but um, I, I certainly have my moments of like, Ooh, hold on, you yeah. know, and, and one of my, uh, great, great ancestors always used to say, 
buckle up. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. And it's true. What's coming, what's happening now and what is coming in the next six to 12 months is something we have never seen in our lifetimes. And I'm encouraged um, by, I, I work with the medicine wheel and I call in the sacred directions regularly. And of course, when we pass from north and the place of, of, of pain and death and uh, destruction, we, we circle back to east and new beginnings and rebirth. And just like mycelium is such a potent underground connecting all living things through all these mushroom networks, they also are what de- are part of decay, you know, mm-hmm. and that decay and all of that compost is the nutrients and the fertilization of what grows anew. And so what the reason that the woman's sanctuary and living temples and Metkin abbeys and all these places that are holding this consciousness of the new earth mm-hmm. is so important is we actually, you know, for so many decades of my activism, I was like, how can we destroy this? How can we destroy this? Here's the deal. We don't have to destroy anything anymore. No, the system no. is destroying itself. Exactly. It is destroying itself. So all we need to be focused on is what, how do we want to live? What is the way in which we want to live? And the global, yes, the global world is connected, but we are about to go hyper-local. I mean, where you are, the neighborhood you live in, you are going to get to know your neighbors real well. It's going to become essential. Exactly. And community gardens, which have been just like this, oh, you know, sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there have been a lot of people have been like, no, 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 this is urgent. Food systems might shift. Um, accessibility to resources might shift. Mm-hmm. Being as self-reliant as we can, it's just good practice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like having, you know, living, eating a vegan, you know, not relying on meat as mm-hmm. much and, and getting used to growing your own vegetables. These are tools that we can take ourselves out of the corporate system, which is, yeah. you know, removing most of our nutrients from our food anyway, before we get them, you know, yeah. two months later uh, that are not from the ground, right. not grown in local soils. Like these are things that advocates have been saying and activists have been saying for a long time. This isn't new. What we're talking about isn't new, but we are going to be returning in to some, um, some wisdom traditions that mm-hmm. our ancestors knew. And so that's why we know this. We have this wisdom in our DNA. If we take the time to drop in and to really get still and to listen, mm-hmm. I think each of us has the wisdom to to really emerge in this new earth mm-hmm. in more alignment with our with with the earth. So it's like you know, for a long time, I was like, well, I don't know if we should compost or if it's really doing that much. It's like. Yes, one person composting doesn't do that much. One person going vegan doesn't do that much. But the, but the 10 friends that they inspire to go vegan does and the 10 friends they inspire to compost and, you know, it, it can snowball and we must believe in that. So while these other systems destroy themselves from, you know, lack of, you know, we've over harvested the resources, we have the sun is our greatest source of energy and has been for thousands and thousands of years. And 
you know, I think we're starting to realize with COVID and everyone's uh, uh, understanding now of the importance of vitamin D for our immune system. It's like, where do we get vitamin D? From the sun, the same place that our plants get their nourishment. Like the, the interconnectedness of this, I just feel like we're finally sensing that how woven we are, how interconnected we are. And, and it's happening very quickly. Mm-hmm. All of us are waking up very, very quickly. Uh, many of us have been awake. Many of us are awakening. I don't think there should be any judgment of where we are on the process. There should simply be a smile and a wave and a come on, let's go. Let's yeah, help this. each other through the process. Absolutely. Like the competition and the the scarcity and the the mentality and the the money system that I mean that's so hyperinflated and we're just printing money based on nothing. Yeah, you know, it's like, guess what? All this hoarding that we've been doing, you know, Charles Eisenstein has a beautiful book called Sacred Economics, mm-hmm. and he talks about peer-to-peer um economies. I'm part of a peer-to-peer economy. I participate. In, in women helping women birth each other's dreams. And um, I'm very interested in, in, in operating outside of the system because the system has harmed, it has done too much harm and it's time and it's coming. And so I'm really paying attention to the people that are working in sacred economy. You know, what are they doing? Where, how are they investing their resources and their time? And, um, you know, and that's, there are so many brilliant people out there that are rising up to their highest potential. And that's what each of us is being invited to do. It's an invitation. And I know, you know, every day I don't, I don't jump out of bed and, you know, like dancing on unicorns and rainbows of joy, (laughs) you know, like some days I woke up yesterday, I ate bread all weekend and I drank. I was on, I was with uh, some friends on vacation and I never, I very rarely drink alcohol. I never eat bread. I did those things. And I'm telling you, like my whole body, my whole spirit is different. It's, it's, it's yeah. not, a, I'm, 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 I'm kind of like, okay, now I'm recovering from. Now it's time to detox. <laughs> right now I'm on a detox. Exactly. But, you know, we must be gentle with ourselves when we, when we um, step off that consciousness evolution, a, a raising of consciousness, I, I got a little, I got a little off the course this weekend, and I, you know, and a lot of times in my dance practice, I'll teach, ba- we'll do balance, and I'll, I'll say, you know, everybody bring their leg up and just move it around, and and I'll and I'll just say, make sure you keep a big smile on your face because you're gonna fall over, and this is the safest place to play with balance. Yeah, falling off balance, coming back onto balance. And are you, are you, you know, whipping yourself? Oh, I, I fell, Urgh. you know, like, how can we, how can we look at that fall off balance with curiosity, mm-hmm. with kindness, with, you know, being our own mother and really just like, and just being like, you know, get back, get back up. You got this. Let's yeah. try again. Um, you know, so we play with that in our movement practice because a lot of the things that we do in our bodies and movement, agility, strength, um, is are things that we're cultivating in life, in you know, in 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 how we move through the world. So that's one reason why dance is such a powerful um move for me. But 
uh, to get back to your question, and I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place, but um, the divine feminine is at the absolute core of this. Mm-hmm. We have been living in a time of toxic masculinity, toxic patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is men, it, this isn't about men and women. Men are exhausted and just as hurt by having to fall into these toxic masculine roles Mm -hmm. as women are hurt of having to live in patriarchy. Mm -hmm. This is not serving the collective good. So the divine feminine, in my opinion, is simply a rebalancing of, um, of this sacred, this yin and this yang that is the divine feminine and the sacred masculine. Mm-hmm. And the sacred masculine is strong and is in action. And the divine feminine is um, malleable and, and can and, and agile and is and can be receptive. And together they form this beautiful energy, this beautiful energetic um, um, awakening that is truly um, what will, in my opinion, save this world. Uh-huh. And it will be, but I think that because women's voices have been pushed down, and in particular, women of color, mm-hmm. voices have not been, um, and not just voices, their being, their gifts, their incredible mm-hmm. gifts, our incredible gifts have been not um, valued. It is, that is why this is the time. It is now that we must really bring these, these, these divine feminine voices to light and especially voices from women of color who are really, who, who have, you know, a lot of times folks who have been oppressed, they understand in ways that people who have enjoyed privilege and, and un, unearned privilege, uh, don't understand, which is why I so believe in the poor people's campaign, because it really empowers the voice of people living in poverty and to tell their own stories. And they know why, how the system is broken because they're living in the broken system. They have solutions and ideas and can really guide, um, leadership and step into roles of leadership Mm -hmm. and roles of, 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 um, of political of places. And we're seeing more and more people running for office. Joe Biden's appointment of, of Kamala Harris as his VP a couple of days ago. You know, these, this is, that is the right decision. I was personally, you know, angling for Stacey Abrams, but I can definitely get behind Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I, I, the, the prison industrial complex, the military industrial complex, you know, all of these things have got to be dismantled. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, I think that the creative, the divine feminine gives us this ideas of like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but in Palau, which is a tiny little island in the Southeast Pacific, um, Pacific Ocean, we did a huge damage there in World War II. And so we have an army base there. We have um, a, a a base of our military there. And guess what? They don't do policing. They build bridges. They build dams. They The deal is they are basically the, the CCC, the mm-hmm. civil, co- the, you remember that program in the 1930s where yeah. all these young men came and they built our national parks, 
Civil Corps of Engineers? Civil Corps of Engineers, exactly. They built our national parks. They built all of our drinking fountains across the country. They built, you know, like they helped, they repaved roads. We need a CCC now. And our military, it doesn't, we don't need to be stockpiling weapons anymore. We could literally be using our military to to do all sorts of amazing building of our civic structure. It is only because of this toxic patriarchy that the military is sitting around but we're spending 50% of our budget on 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 stockpiling weapons when we actually could be paying livelihoods of our of our incredible military officers and men and women who are here to serve our country. So we could reimagine the military. We could demilitarize the police. We can demilitarize the military. The military could become the people that are fixing our bridges and fixing our tunnels and fixing our waterways, all of which are crumbling. There's a huge amount of money that goes there. We can shift. We can shift the way that we do things if we choose to imagine it. You know, like the divine feminine, I had the crazy idea and I know this sounds in bananas, but it's like, we need to get all the guns out of America. Like what's more powerful than guns? Well, there's money, there's guns and there's sex. <laughs> I can't help but think about the sacred prostitutes, which the Hebrew word for that is Kadesha. The women that, that the, when we were in a matriarchy, women held the space and there were, there were temples and people would come in and they would be held. They would literally be held and bathed and cared for and loved. And that's something that I'm not seeing people getting these days. And so part of me is like, okay, well, how can we get these guns off the streets? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's crazy ideas, but I mean, we could think of some gun buyback programs that don't involve cash, you know, like they could, they, there could be other ways of, of, um, you know, this is, this follows, you know, Shakespeare's Lestrada of the women all came together and said, we will not engage in sex with our husbands until this war is over. Yeah. Well, guess what? Women could come together right now and make the same decision. We will no longer engage in, in intimacy. Like I'm not, I don't want to, I enjoy pleasure. So I, 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 but I'm just saying that like, there are other tools in our toolboxes, right? Yeah. Like no, I think it's those kinds of ideas that are that are going to help us reshape our society. So we we need those crazy ideas. We yeah. have to get creative, and mm-hmm. we are the most heavily armed country in this world. And those guns are causing misery. And we could take a, lo- a percentage of the military budget, and we could do a five to one buyback. Bring your gun back, and we'll pay five times for it, and use the military budget to do mm-hmm. it. We could also, you know, develop a core of 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 of, of women and who, who are willing to to do to to go the distance. I don't know what that means, but I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just honestly, we have gotten ourselves into such an incredible. Um, difficult place with, mm-hmm. with where our system is. And we are going to have to use every tool, whether it's kazoos, uh, but to, to demilitarize the military, to demilitarize the police, um, it's going to take a, 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 a great amount of joy generators, mm-hmm. a great amount of people who are willing to bring a creative problem solving um, to the table and, and for people to be open enough and awake enough to be willing to 
to try new things. Yes. Because I think without it, we're probably heading towards World War III. So I'm, which I really don't want to head there. I don't want to, I don't, we don't need any more wars. Those are part of the history we are casting into the future. And the future, the divine feminine is a future. And, and I do believe that we have a lot of, um, if you look at the astrology, if you look at all of what's happening, um, in the spirit realm right now, there is a great awakening of the elementals, of the angels and archangels who have been with us for, you know, but, you know, there is the Mary Magdalene story is becoming more and more understood. Mm-hmm. Meg, Megan Watterson's uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed and Sarah Beek's Red, Red Relations, you know, there's Red Hot and Holy was a book that really woke me up from Sarah Beek. And that's actually where I first learned of the concept of sacred prostitute. But like, there is so much, at, uh, you know, that Mary Magdalene gospel was the m- the most important gospel in the Bible, literally ripped out by the men in charge of the, of the church who thought this is too dangerous. Yeah. This and too simple, frankly, it's too simple because it's really just about love yeah. and connection and communion and, 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 and the I am consciousness. And that was too dangerous for the church. They were right because that was where the true power was. (laughs) Right. Well, guess what? Those, those books have been unearthed. Mm -hmm. They have been reread. They have been retranslated. You know, Tom Kenyon does some really incredible work in terms of um, Mm -hmm. his downloads with the Hathor Um, uh, meditations. And that's something that we spent, we listen to a lot here at the temple. Mm -hmm. Um, there is just so much happening in the realm of mystery. And, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of, I have a particular connection to mother Isis, Mm -hmm. um, from the Egyptian tradition, the, the, the goddess of 10,000 names, the goddess upon whom, uh, our Virgin Mary and Jesus were modeled. They were modeled on Isis and Horus, her son. And, um, you know, this is something that we, there is no, there's very intentional that they named a a, a terrorist organization, Isis. That is actually not the name of that terrorist organization. That was an American reporter who missed, and and anyway, that it's very interesting that one of the oldest goddesses in the history of earth is now the name of a terrorist organization, yeah. which is yeah. so unrelated. She is the she is the goddess of she is the Virgin Mary. You know, she is the goddess of compassion, of love, of joy, of of protection, of of motherhood, of all of these beautiful nurturing aspects. So we must reclaim our goddesses. Absolutely, and, and reclaim them. We are. Yeah, I think those archetypes are coming back up into consciousness even more strongly and um to help guide us and help help us reclaim the our 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 innate power. And it it feels so good. I don't know about you, but for me, like I do. I am fully awake in the for the for, you know, in my life now and in my practice and a huge part of that is having a relationship with the divine feminine mm-hmm. um and being conscious to connect um, to other women who are also on this path. And to that note, connecting to the sacred masculine. Yeah. 
-hmm. I want to just give a huge shout out to the men in my life who have really, um, who are also doing this embodiment and really stepping into and saying no to the toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. saying no to, you know, spending their entire lives, you know, working to make ends meet, um, and, and, and just really forging their own paths and supporting the women's awakening that's happening. There are some incredible men. Uh, and I'm just so grateful. And I was raised by one. My father was a man who was absolutely dwelled in the sacred masculine. And what a great gift it was Mm. to be raised by a union psychologist who said to me, you know, make sure you write down your dreams every night, you know, at the age of six. And so, um, I'm, I'm so blessed and, and so honored to, to walk this path in sisterhood and brotherhood. Uh, my brother-in-law comes to mind as well, who is an Episcopal priest and he is, um, his, he, he is half Egyptian. His father is, um, is, is a hundred, you know, is, is Egyptian and lives in Egypt with his family. And so, um, you know, and he practices a really beautiful contemplative awareness. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful, very grateful. And that comes back to my name of just, you know, just the constancy of gratitude is at the core of the divine feminine, giving Absolutely. thanks for the glass of water that you're about to drink, giving thanks for the food that you're about to eat, giving thanks for the bed that you're about to make and the shower that you're about to take. You know, my best friend, um, Tanya Richardson is a wonderful author and she writes about angels and she's written some amazing books. Her book uh, is coming out um, on, on, on being an empath. And it it comes out actually a day before my birthday on September 8th. I'm very excited. She's written a book. um, It's coming out, I think with Simon and Schuster, but she was always for years, you know, telling me about, well, I, today I took a shower. It just felt so good. That was the highlight of my day. And I was always like, oh, you have the most simplistic pleasures. Oh my gosh. And I always felt a little sorry for her. And as I got older, I was like, oh my God, she's so attuned, you know, like (laughs) the simple pleasures and the, the, you know, the card that comes in the mail, you know, the, I think that's what we're returning to those simple pleasures. Yes. The simple pleasures And you know, and with that, it's like, it's incumbent upon us to s- stop shopping, stop buying things that are new, find the simple pleasures in going to the secondhand store or darning your clothes. Like it is incumbent upon us to stop participating in the system that is destroying the, the world that is putting six-year-olds to work in China mm-hmm. and India. That is just so immoral and wrong. Like let's stop. Let's right. stop buying food that's packaged in plastic. Let's mm-hmm. let's stop and let's stop driving so much. I mean, that's one of the great things of COVID is I, my car has seen so little, and I mm-hmm. I'm you know we're seeing this how quickly the Earth heals herself yes. just with the stopping of of all of this. So you know we are living temples, and we are living in a time of the divine feminine, and so it's really. Um, this, this, it is now there's no. And so I think for me, and I wonder about this for you too, with the women's sanctuary, it was just like, this is a constant invitation. Join Mm -hmm. us, join us, join us, join us. We are, we're operating from a place of, of the great wisdom traditions and Mm -hmm. the teachers from the Thomas Merton's to the Thomas Aquinas's to the Hildegard de Bingham's to the Mm -hmm. Julian of Norwick, to the, 
to the MLKs and the Audrey Lords and the bell hooks and all of the great wisdom traditions and the mm. poets, they've all prophesied all about where we are right now. Yes. And we're here. We're here, here. we are. And what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? What, are, as Mary Oliver says, what are we going to do with our one precious life? Yeah. I feel like part of the women's sanctuary work is to help, help people navigate it and help mm. wake them up and help them keep awake and help them, yeah, navigate, you know, keep returning to their own integrity and their own inner core and navigate from that place. Mm. It's so fun too. Like, I just want to just re- like navigating from that place and your work, like what you're doing, like, holy shit, pardon my French, but that's my new term because there's so much holy in the shit. Oh yes. you know? And in the Egyptian tradition, when they, when they, when they honor the beetle, the sacred beetle and that work with dung, like beetle, let yeah. us not divorce, but this, this planting of all these new flowers and all these new possibilities, it feels awesome and connecting to women and, and inviting them to come and watching their face when they say, what, who, me? Mm-hmm. Yes, you. And then they come and then they become my greatest teacher. That's been what's been so amazing is the people who are so often like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't. No, no, thank mm-hmm. you. But I, I couldn't, you know, fast forward a month or three months or a year. And they are, they are the prophets. They are the muses. And that's what's so wonderful. It's like, there is so much pleasure here. And if there's not pleasure, you are doing it wrong. Because our this these human bodies are meant to experience that great pleasure of connection, mm-hmm. of love making, of of yes. of you know cooking and and, and being with children, I mean, you know, children are little gods, you know, they, they have a very clear source to channel and we, you know, we try to, you know, indoctrinate them into a system and, and help them, uh, you know, grow into responsible adults. I'm just like, uh, what yeah. in the world? That is so overrated. Please. Yeah. I, I'm thrilled to say that no one has ever called me a responsible adult. <laughs> and that you. Is, brings me great pleasure. Um, but you know, I, I've had also the great gift during COVID of being able to be, um, I'm an aunt to three beautiful children, my sister and brother-in-law's children. And, um, they call me Kiki and it is one of my greatest honors to be an aunt to these children. And they teach me so much. I'm sorry. I didn't think I was going to, but just, Children are so yeah beautiful and pure. I know we always say do it for the children, but it's like holy shit, y'all! If we don't actually do it for the children now, like they have so much possibility, and I can see their ability to 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 keep this going. But it is incumbent upon us to be more for them. Yes. And for the animals and for the, and for the trees and for the, and for the, for the ocean and for the, for the rivers, it's, a, it's incumbent upon us. And we have big work to do, big do. work to do. We do. And it's the best, most incredible invitation that will ever be given. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. That's, that's so huge to, to connect with the, the, the sacredness and the holiness and the 
the um the beauty of of the of the children and what we want to leave them what we want to create for them and the legacy we will leave for them huge i just pray every day for the courage for the courage to 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 be in alignment with what i know i mm-hmm. know i see it in just in looking at you and in knowing my looking at the children and looking at all of creation this i know we can do this i just know we can i have total um, faith i i really feel like we can too i feel like I, you know it it may look and feel like it's getting worse and it may get worse before it gets better but i have so much faith in our ability and the collective the collective uprising the collective awakening that is going on. Um, yeah. I just have a, I, I have a, a great deal of faith. I, I just have had so much upwelling joy in the last six months because I can feel it shifting and I feel like it's coming. Oh, I know. And I think that, I think, I, I think we are all feeling, there's just so many people feeling the connection. It's like we, one person connects to another and then there's five and then there's 10 and then there's a hundred and then there's a thousand and then there's a hundred thousand and then there's a million, just like the singing revolution. We, we are called to be drum majors for justice. We are called to be Pied Pipers. And I would say Pied Pipers of peace, but I don't believe I'm not, I am not hearkening peace at this moment. I am aware. I don't want to, I don't want to gaslight this. We need to let certain things destroy. They need to be destroyed and destruction is scary, but only if you don't have trust and faith in rebirth and what is possible. And so, you know, one, one thing that we say every morning is we, uh, we say the four agreements, which we practice here at the temple, which is be impeccable with your speech be impeccable with my speech. I'll say it personally. Mm-hmm. Don't make any assumptions. Don't take anything personally and always do my best. Yes. We practice the four agreements here. And we also practice the 42 ideals of Ma'at based on the 42 laws, which were written very much like the 10 commandments. The 42 laws of Ma'at are what the 10 commandments are based on, which is I, I do not murder. I do not covet those, you know, all those things. But they were rewritten by a group of priestesses um, that, as part of the ISIS oasis, which is out in California, they were rewritten in the 70s as ideals. And mm-hmm. they start, I honor virtue. I benefit with gratitude. I am optimistic. I am kind. I respect all altars. And it, the last ideal is I embrace the all. And we say those 42 ideals out loud every every single morning uh, because they need to be heard and they need to be shared and they are beautiful. And so I would highly encourage you, if you haven't checked out the 42 ideals, you can Google them and find them um, with ease. The other thing that has been a huge mind opening is, and I just have to shout it out because OMG, there is a goddess living among us. Her name is Beyonce. And she has created a new film called Black is King, which is out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And it is loosely based on The Lion King. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the most prophetic, important films of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I have watched it four times in within one week. 
I have taught an entire dance class on it. I cannot encourage those of us who are consciously awakening, who are part of this divine feminine journey to enough. This she has created a masterpiece. She, I, I believe that Christ consciousness is coming forward in thousands of people, yes. a lot of women, especially. I believe that Beyonce has this Christ consciousness, and I believe that this film is her great gift to the world. So and I don't mean to distract, but I just cannot <laughs> not recommend it because it's called right. Black is King. And it really, it is, um, it is a connection to our ancestors, to mm-hmm. earth and to the sacred in the most beautiful, profound way I have seen in my lifetime. Thank so you. I just wanted to offer that gift because uh, anyone can access it. You know, you, I, I've ever, I tell people, they're like, well, I don't have Disney Plus. I'm like, I don't care that you don't have Disney Plus. Get it and cancel it seven days later. But like, whatever you have, well, there's a way. <laughs> so. Oh, Catherine, this has been such an extraordinary uh, time with you. Um, and you were just, you were such a powerhouse, uh, a force for change. And, um, we, we, we are it lucky takes to, one to no one actually. <laughs> and I, when I saw, uh, my friend Nicole, when she posted and you posted about the women's sanctuary, I immediately had a ping in my whole body. And when I went to your website, I was like, I'm not just going to send her an email. I'm just going to call her. And I'm just so glad I did. I, yeah. I was just, I just more than anything, I wanted to say to you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. I see what you're what you're doing. And I just, it's, it, some days, just like for me with here, it's like some days I'm like, what am I doing? Is this really matter? Is this enough? Am I enough? It can get disheartening. And and there are, you know, like, just like anything that we do, but I know, and I just, I just needed to reach out to you and say, thank you. And I see you and I'm grateful for what you hold and the space you hold and the energy you hold. And for the people whose lives you've touched, that matters. And it and it has a life far beyond what you can ever imagine and what I can ever imagine. And that goes for each of us. Just, yes. just a smile sometimes, you know, the paying it forward. I love that tradition of paying it forward and people paying it forward for one another. It's just like those are the ways in which we will destroy this toxic system yes. and allow what is truly what we are all capable of being um, to come through. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I needed to get in touch with you and just be like, you're cool. Thank <laughs> you for existing. I'm so glad you did because, you know, I get discouraged too. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to, hard to remember that you're not alone and that you're not yes. the only person, you know, yeah. doing your work. And, um, you know, we all have our unique flavors of it, but it's, it's been very encouraging to me to meet you and hear your, your work and, and to just be amazed that, um, you know, the living sanctuary and the women, uh, excuse me, the living temple and the women's sanctuary, you know, our visions are so similar and it just encourages me that the work is everywhere. The, you know, the- it's everywhere all the time. And there are so many people that are stepping into this. And I'm just, I'm so, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that we're all cognizant of that. We're all going to be using the same term, sanctuary, temple, uh, you know, these are terms that you're going to hear more and more. And, um, and that's a good thing. 
and uh, we are all connected. We, you know, we we are woven together in this incredible um, in this incredible life that we've been given, and it's and it's short, and it's and so when we do get discouraged, you know, that's when I have to remind myself, like Catherine, turn on a song, find a little wiggle in your butt. And get yourself up and, you know, because that happens to every one of us Mm -hmm. and um, we're all, you know, while, while we are all celebrating, we're also struggling while we're, while we're, while we're joyfully um, living, we're also weeping with, from the injustice. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by Frederick Buechner and it's, he said, the place God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Mm. And I've often thought of that. It's like my great gladness, my deep gladness is different than yours, is different than someone else's. And the world's deep hunger is, it's different locally in different ways. But if you can come get your great gladness and the deep hunger of your community. That's where great transformation happens. That's where the evolution happens. And that's where we become the conscious human beings that we have been divinely put here to be. Yes. Well, Catherine, we're going to, we're going to end on that note. pleasure having you here oh it's the pleasure is all mine i'm so honored to meet you and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk and i can't wait to have you um come up to the living temple so we'll definitely make that happen we'll stay in touch and i will be um offering new moon dance um this weekend Uh, the new moon is on tuesday but we'll probably dance on on sunday to prepare ourselves for that um so i'll i'll share that with you if you'd like to join us or share that with your community yeah, absolutely. And um, where can people check you out online or get in touch with you if they want to? That is a great question. I've had a, a pretty little business card with all of that information for some time. And uh, I am now business card list, which is kind of awesome. Um, I guess the best way to, to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Catherine the Grateful, which is my name is spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. So it's a little unusual, Catherine the Grateful. Mm-hmm on Instagram and you can direct message me. I'm also on Facebook at Catherine Davis, Catherine the Grateful. Um, and you're welcome to befriend me and you can, I post and share. Um, I've got a little email list that uh, I send out information about when I'll be doing new moon and full moon dances. So if you'd like to get on my email list, you could just shoot me an email, just asking me to add you. And my email address is Catherine Davis nine at gmail.com. And again, that's spelled a little funky, C-A-T-H-R-Y-N-D-A-V-I-S-9. Because you're a little funky. <laughs> so, yeah, so shoot me a note uh, if you'd like to be on email. We, uh, we're we working on building a website and all that good stuff, but it's taken some time. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm taking a little, I've been taking a little social media break for a little while. Not, I've not been on my computer as much, which has been awesome. So, um, I don't know when it will come up. I'm going to, it's just going to bloom as, as it comes. So Yes. And all in good time. All in good time. Indeed. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been wonderful to speak with you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for joining me on the Women's Sanctuary. You can find us on Spotify, Spreaker, 
um, and a number of other places wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you for joining us today, and um, we will see you next time. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.